Hey, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned mindset and business mentor. Not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help entrepreneurial women create an unstoppable mindset and teach them how to grow and scale their own businesses, all while getting their own gifts out into the world and creating an impact. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, we have a splash of fun, we have lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and deep conversations about all the things. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. On today's episode, I talk with Olivia Chave, who is an award-winning stylist here in St. John's, Newfoundland. We talk about what it's like to navigate a service-based industry during a pandemic. We talk about how to avoid the shiny object syndrome that a lot of business owners get cut up with, and to make sure that when you're growing your business, you're doing so according to your own values. We talk about why self-care is so important in being a mom and growing a business, and why by doing this, you can avoid burnout and you just show up better for the ones that you love and for your clients. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Well, welcome, welcome, Olivia Chief. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast. Hey, Gina. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. Is this your first podcast? It totally is. So bear with me. (laughs) Wicked. Well, I'm very honored to have you here as your very first podcast. Um, I know you to bits because we've been spending a lot of time together over the last couple of months, but our listeners might not know who you are. Can you just take a moment and introduce yourself and tell the world who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Olivia Chafe. I'm a mom of a almost two-year-old. I'm a wife of an amazing husband. And I have another baby on the way. So I got lots going on on the home front of things. But then business-wise, I'm an award-winning hairstylist. I own a boutique hair salon. And the name of that salon is Yukio Salon, U-K-I-Y-O, which means living in the moment, detached from the bothers of life. So it's kind of like where I'm shifting my entire brand. And like I recently moved into my dream home. So I live in the middle of the woods, which is detached from the bothers of life. So that's kind of just like my motto now of life. But yeah, other than that, I'm just balancing, juggling, being a mom and a business owner and all this and figuring it out as I go. (laughs) That's amazing. You are busy and I can't believe you have another on the way and managing all of the things. Um, I love the name of your business. How did you come up with this name? And I know now this is your motto, but have this always been your motto or was there something that made this transition happen? I feel honestly, I feel like it was like becoming a mom. I was like always like into this big I feel like I had this like lifestyle that I should have belonged in like LA or something. Like I wanted this like busy lifestyle, big salon, this, that. And then as I've gotten older and I say older, I'm only 28, but it's just, as I've gotten, I guess, more mature, I've realized like, that's not what life's about anymore. At least for me, it's not. And I just want to like do my thing, enjoy my life with my family. And yeah, it's like, I just like, I love my job and I love working with my clients, but I feel like I'm liking that more one-on-one, less busy, less hectic. Like I said, I'm in a boutique salon. So it's very like private in there. And I love that. 
And like an experience. Yeah, exactly. Like more like spa, like very quiet. Yeah, I love it. Oh, that's like great. quiet with a toddler running around. That's probably why. <laughs> that's your quiet. You're like, I'm going to work to get away from it all. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Um, so my next question kind of brings me to, I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, you had these big visions for yourself. You were checking off the boxes. You became an award-winning hairstylist. You had everything and you still do. But I love this transition. And as business owners, sometimes we get caught up in this shiny object syndrome. How did you go through the process of really tapping into, okay, that's what I used to want, the shiny objects, you know, this LA lifestyle. And then you kind of went, no, that's not what I want. I want more of a family oriented lifestyle and more of an easygoing. Can you tell me a little bit more about that transition? And was it challenging for you to adapt to that? Yeah, I feel like I'm still adapting. It's like, like I said, I'm only 28. So I did start my family young. So like when I became a hairstylist, it was my goal was to get good really, really fast. And I did. And I worked at an amazing salon that helped me get to that point. And then I went off on my own. But like on that journey, like I did so many hair competitions. I've been to LA, Vegas. I won competitions. I was Atlantic Canadian hairstylist of the year one year. Like it was so much was happening. It was happening really fast. And I had all these opportunities that if I wanted, like I worked for a color company as well. Like if I wanted to do whatever with hair I could. But then we got married and then life started happening. And yeah, like, I'm not going to lie. It's been a struggle. It's um, like becoming a mom and then still wanting to like put my all into my business. But really, I want to put all my all into my babies. So I'm still kind of struggling with that, I feel. But I'm getting there. And I think, but that's kind of helped me have like a reality check to realize that you know, like work now is about providing for my family as opposed to like making everything just seem so shiny on the outside. And it's like, I was able to get to where I wanted to really fast. And I've, I'm in my dream home now. I feel settled. And now I just feel like I just want to like coast through life and like enjoy it. So I'll have some fun things happening, but yeah, I feel like I'm definitely in that transition mode and it's still a struggle, but I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I love that though, because for our listeners, if they have their own business and even if they don't, if they're in a different transition of their life where maybe they thought they wanted something and then when they got there, they're like, no, I'm going to give myself permission to transition. And for our listeners too, that it's okay to change your mind and pivot if things are not going as planned. Definitely. Yeah. Like it's, that's been my thing. Like, I'm like, oh, I feel like I should have this huge salon with like 30 stylists working under me and this and that, because that's what I've always wanted. And even recently, I'm like, maybe I should start looking at like some bigger expansion ideas and this and that. But every time I do it, I'm like, no, that's not sitting right with me anymore. And it's just not who I am anymore. So I'm excited to see where the rest of this takes me now after this baby comes. No, for sure. But I, I love that. I love the the words that you just use. And no, I'm not feeling that anymore. Sometimes we hold on to a plan or a path or a goal for the wrong reasons. And it's like, I should do this. But really, if you're checking in with yourself and it's like, I don't really resonate with this goal anymore, it's okay to change your mind. 
Definitely. Yeah. And I think everyone needs to realize that. And especially I think just after this entire year, everyone's had time to sit back and really think about what they want in life. And I feel like not only me, but even just my clients in their own industries and fields that they work in, we're all kind of feeling that same sort of shift. And we're all kind of going towards what we actually want in life. If I like that. I love that. And I think that's such a beautiful lesson that everybody can, because I feel a couple things have happened during COVID. I feel some people have learned that lesson. Some people learned it and it's kind of falling back into the old patterns and habits, but it's so important to really tap into what it is that you want, what feels good for you, and also ignoring the opinions and the thoughts of what other people are going to think. Do you struggle with that? Um, what people would think of you because you're changing your vision and your mind on how you want your life to be? Oh my gosh, always. Like I've always <laughs> been like that. Like even like before business, it was like I like if I go out with my friends, I'm like, is it okay if I wear this tonight? And I'm like, why do I care? Like I'm just gonna wear what I want to wear. Now with business, it's like, yeah, if I have like little ideas, or sometimes I catch myself asking my clients' opinions, and I'm like, honestly. Yes, they matter because I obviously want my clients to stay with me along the journey. But at the end of the day, it's all about how I feel. So it's yeah, it's trying. It's a struggle. So you have to try to navigate which route you want to go and like not ask everyone's opinions for everything and just kind of do what your gut is telling you to do. Absolutely. And that's not easy. That's a challenging thing to do. So for the listeners who are like, yeah, I need to start tuning into what I want and listen to my heart. What would be a tip that you would recommend on how to start that journey? I feel like it's just been a journey that I've been on for so long, but I really got into like manifesting and like, I believe really big on the secret. And I just found that that helped me kind of shift into this whole mindset of just doing what I want to do. And then the rest will just work out. Like everything will follow. And that's just how I, yeah, that's just how, how I've been living life now. And it seems to be working out. <laughs> yep. Everything is working out. Everything yeah. you went for, you've got. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's true. And from my perspective, like when I started this journey of manifestation and putting it out there, what I wanted, I think it's just taking that first step getting curious about it and really just catching your mindset around the thoughts that you're thinking, because what you think you become. And if you are thinking things are not going to work out, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to achieve this goal. You bet that's going to happen. And if you flip it, you know, that can happen as well. So I, I, I love that you do that and you trust because a lot of people get caught up in the how it's going to happen and that how holds them back. But there's always a way of things working itself out. Mm -hmm, Definitely. No. And I love that. Um, Back to COVID. So a lot of people, they've been able to pivot, you know, there's ways that they can take their business and move them online, but you are a service-based industry where you are your business. And if you can't work physically, then your business doesn't work. How did COVID look like for you in terms of your business? Yeah. So that was a little crazy. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So I like literally had just gotten off like my own little lockdown of taking a 10 week maternity leave on my first daughter. So that was like crazy as it was. And like a few months later, it's like, oh, we're shutting down because of COVID. So all of a sudden I'm without work again. And the first lockdown lasted for 12 weeks. So yeah, like three months. And yeah, I physically could not work. So And at this point, there was no like government fundings or anything like that. So I was like, oh my gosh, I need 
I need to work. Like, how do I make money? So I just instantly started selling hair products. Like I went into my salon, grabbed every product off my shelf and started selling hair products on my Instagram page. And then that kind of evolved. And like I said, like I'm service provider. So I physically cannot do hair virtually. I know some people tried to do that, but that didn't happen. But I, um, yeah, that whole idea of selling the products on my Instagram page kind of led to something. And I developed my own website. So it's shopyukiosalon.com and clients are able to go on, look at exactly what products they need. I have it listed as like, how to shop for your products. So if you're looking for moisture hair, something for blondes, like it's all there. It's very client friendly. And I'm always there to like message on Instagram if you need a recommendation. But yeah, I started offering like free local delivery and that's what I did. And it's taken off. Like it's not as crazy busy on the website now that we're like reopened again, but for lockdowns and even just like, yeah, there's still a lot of clients that just go on it for like a local pickup and they stop into the salon and just less hassle. But that's definitely been a, a good idea on my behalf for COVID. Yeah. No, it's true, but it's hard because a lot of people have had so many different experiences within COVID and a lot of people back to that mindset piece, you could have easily said, Oh, I'm service-based. All I can do is my in-person clients and you could have potentially lost your business. So I mean, I don't think that COVID is completely over yet. You know, yeah. there could be a bit, you know, another lockdown. So I think it's really important to give people that maybe just plant that seed of that there's always ways that you can pivot. And I think you started going on Instagram as well, doing like uh, tutorials and things like that as well. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah, my clients are loving that. I was like going on and just doing random videos, how to curl your hair, how to do this. And they really like that. And Again, it's hard to find the time to do that with a toddler running around, but it, I made it happen. It was you good. did, but it's just really cool to see how innovative you were and how you pivoted. There's that word again. I think that's the, the word of the year, <laughs> but it's so important for people who are listening that even if it's not a pandemic, if something's not working in your business, I think COVID has taught us that there's always a way around it and it doesn't have to be what you've always done. And I feel we get stuck on, oh, this is how we've always done it. So this is how it should be. And I think that just robs us of creativity, of, you know, creating anything really big or beautiful. Once you, once you have that mindset, it really pigeonholes you. Mm -hmm. No, it's so true. So I was like very thankful for COVID in a way for that way. Like it was hard income wise, obviously not being able to physically work. Of course. But it was great to like have that downtime to really think about other ways that I can do my business. And like I said before, I'm an educator for Wella Professional. So I, I kind of have that education teacher like in me. So I did kind of help out a lot of fellow hairstylists and I'm kind of working on the background of like doing a possible like education course for some local hairstylists here. So there's always, yeah, like my mind is always going with ways that I can make this industry work outside the chair. Ooh, I love that. What's one piece of advice you would give somebody in your service industry um, who might be feeling stuck right now? Maybe they're not making enough income because of COVID regulations. What is one piece of advice you would give them? I think the biggest piece of advice, and I've had to like stop and tell myself this a few times. And it's like, it sucks right now, but it's just a season and we're going to get past this. 
But at the end of the day, our clients are our clients. Like if you're loyal to your clients, your clients are going to be loyal to you. So yes, it's a struggle. But if you are there for your clients during this journey, if we're on lockdown, check in with them, make sure they're doing okay, help them out. I actually like recommended box color to some of my clients just so that they felt themselves during lockdown. And honestly, they seen that loyalty that a hairstylist would recommend a non-professional product. Like, and they came back to me like tenfold, like they couldn't wait to get back and they got back. They're purchasing more product. They're supporting me in ways that I never thought before. So I think, yeah, it's just kind of know that it's going to pass and we'll all get through it. Like that's again, the motto of COVID, but it's true. No, I love that. (laughs) And, And it's true. And once again, I love this this part about you is that you always find a way to up level in different ways and to keep providing a top-notch service to all the clients that you have. So I think that's a great tip for anybody, any industry that it's like, it's about your clients. It's about the connections that you make. I find connection comes up a lot on the podcast because it's so important and people are craving connection, especially now during COVID when they can't maintain their regular life and their regular services that they would normally do. So I love that. That's great. Um, Do you have something about your work and about your industry that a lot of people might have a misconception about and maybe a myth that you would like to debunk about your industry? I feel like there's a lot. (laughs) I think hairstylists, they're just like your stereotypical. You go in, you have lots of fun with them. And, you know, there's always like the stereotypical of like, it's a fallback job, but that's a myth that we can talk about another day. But I think the biggest thing is people think it's like this really fun job. And I just go in and hang out with my clients all day, but like, there's a lot of background work. So like before a client comes in, like I'm prepping the salon, I'm running through like a million different formulas in my head. And outside of that, like in order to even know those formulas, I'm doing that much education on the sidelines that I think it's just one of those careers that, yeah, I only went to school for like 50 weeks, but I've been training ever since. Like I've never stopped educating myself and doing trainings. So yeah, I feel like that's probably the biggest myth. It's like, there is so much more than just coming in and me hanging out and picking out a color in the book. So yeah, I feel that's, that's, that's probably my biggest one. No, I love that. And uh, I remember um, one of my hairstylists had said, before you have a client coming in, and I guarantee you, you do this as well, you're thinking about that person. You're thinking about their lifestyle. You're thinking about how you might style their hair. You're thinking about how it might fit their personality, how they're going to feel their best. And I think sometimes when you're not in a specific profession, you get lo- it gets lost on you, the whole process that happens. So Yes, you might be in that chair for an hour and a half to two hours, but the process is way bigger than that. Oh my God, definitely. It actually happened yesterday. Like I just had like a couple of clients that came in like, so am I your only client for the day? And I'm like, oh no, no, no. There was probably 10 other of you guys here today. So it's just like, I guess it's it's great because they feel like they're my only client. And I am in that more one-on-one experience. They come in, they know that their time is my time with them, but outside of them, I have a whole other realm of clients coming in just in that one day. So right. I think, yeah, it's really cool for me to be able to do that and make them feel like that. But that's why like showing up on time and things like that all kind of play in a big factor of how my day runs and how they run. But yeah, like I, there's days I find I'm like planning out my clients here that aren't coming in for like another week and a half. And I'm just like, 
oh, I feel like this person needs to change this appointment. So like, I'm going to offer them that. And it's just constant. Like my mind is always going. Constant, <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you say the most frustrating part about your career is? Ooh, I guess like unrealistic expectations. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, someone with black hair, they come in and they're like, I want to be bleach blonde and look amazing in one visit and for like a hundred bucks. So it's like, you know, it's not going to happen. A, it's impossible. Like unless you want fried hair on the floor, but B, it's like, it takes time. And if you want it done properly, like taking the time to do it and making sure you're not, you're leaving your hair healthy, but also it takes a lot of product, like upfront cost for me to even put these products on your hair. So it costs a lot of money to do these big services. So that's probably a big frustration I have because I've had clients that have sat in my chair for like eight hours in a row and I've just worked on their hair the entire day because it's been that big of a project. And then they don't want to see the bill at the end of it though, right? So that's probably like the biggest frustration, but I probably use like $300 worth of product on their hair alone before I even get paid. (laughs) Right. And it's valuing your time and understanding that it's a process and the whole shebang with that. Um, And on the flip side, what is the most rewarding part of your job, would you say? I mean, every day is rewarding. I get to make people happy all day, to make people feel themselves, feel good about themselves. I mean, I'm really big on self-care and whether that's like, you know, getting a facial or if it's just having that time to close your eyes in my salon and just be there in the moment. I like that. So, and I'm really big on extension work. So I do pretty big like transformations. So I just love that. Like, I love just seeing like that crazy before and after and how happy clients leave my salon. Like, yeah, so that's, that's definitely the biggest thing. Um, And the reason why I'm asking you these questions is because I'm sure there's somebody listening who may be considering going into your field of work. And it's nice to highlight those things. But if we do have somebody who's listening, who's like, yeah, I know this is something I really want to do. What piece of advice would you give them? I don't know, as like a, a piece of advice, I guess, just to them about your career and what it is about your career and like, what advice would you give them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get this question like numerous times a year, like just cause I guess where I am in an education field, like I have a lot of newer stylists, even stylists that are just in here school or people that are wanting to join here school. They always message me and just ask. And I'm like, honestly, you know, again, it looks all shiny and daisy on the outside. So it's, it's a really fun career. It is at the end of the day, but you do really have to work for it. Like you're not just given an entire like busload of clients to come in. Like you got to work your butt off, but if you have the mindset and you, you want to do good in this industry, you will. So, you know, I started off like volunteering a lot. Like I volunteered at hair shows. I did free work for photo shoots for photographers, like just getting your name out there. That was probably, yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's like, you know, it's fun. It's going to be fun. You're going to feel like a rock star at times. Like I've done so many different traveling and education events that it's fun. Like I've been to LA. I've had that whole LA experience, like on stage doing fun things. Like you'll get there if you put your work in like your heart into it, but just make sure, yeah, you, you work your butt off to get there. 
And I feel that a lot of people don't want to put the work in and not just with your industry, but a lot of people don't want to put that work in. They see somebody successful. They say things, oh, they are so lucky or I wish I could do that. But it's taken you a long time to get to where you are. A lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice. So I think that is so important, no matter what industry you're going into, is that if you're looking up to somebody, so if they're listening to you like, yeah, I want the awards. I want to go to L.A., it takes work. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like I've only recently, I've been in the industry now almost 10 years and I've only recently just reduced my like hours to four days a week. And I'm still working long hours, but I used to work like six days a week, 12 hour days. Like, and then, then some, when I got home, I'd be marketing myself on social media and doing all that. So it's a lot of work, but I've gotten myself to this point that I have a full clientele now. So I don't even really need to worry about marketing myself anymore. It's all word of mouth. That's wonderful. (laughs) And I think that, you know, one of the quotes and I'm going to butcher it, so I'm just going to give my take on it. But uh, one of the quotes that I that I like to keep in mind when you're seeing people on social media, when you're seeing people at the height of their career, you can't compare where you're starting to where they are. It took them so long to get there. And we often only see the success. And we're like, yeah, no, I want to get there, but we don't see the trenches. We don't see everything else that's happened. So it's really important not to compare and to think, oh, that was easy to get there. And a lot of people, I feel, into professions thinking that it's automatically going to be that. But man, you're going you're gonna to yeah. put your time it's, in. It's like looking at an iceberg, <laughs> right? Like we're only seeing the tip of it, but all the other work is at the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. It's so true. And it takes a while to build up your clients, to get the success, to to get your name out there. And yes, once you get to the the top, we'll call it, or once you get to a place where you can take a four day uh, work week, it wasn't handed to you. It was a lot of, a lot of work that made it happen. And I like that iceberg analogy. We can apply that to to anything really, but it's so true. You got to put that work in and it doesn't just get handed to you. And I think that is just such an important lesson. So thank you for sharing that. What would you say is your biggest challenge facing you right now? Oh my gosh, motherhood. (laughs) I love it, but it's hard work. It's so hard because I, again, it's, it's my challenge for my business because I want to be at my salon. I want to be doing all these things, but then I, all I can think about is my babies when I'm at work. So that's a challenge in itself. Um, I have lots of help, which is great. I have my husband and I have, daycare now my mom but yeah that's that's the biggest one and now knowing that like I have another on the way I'm like oh my god how am I gonna do it but I know I'll do it (laughs) and it'll all work out but yeah it's just making that that whole transition it's it's and I'm just I'm in the brunt of it right so I'm like 18 month old and now a newborn coming in October so yeah but that that's the struggle right now but it's just my season I'm in like my childbearing season and raising my family and you know, before I know it, they'll be in high school. So I'm just going to go fast. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter will be 27 in June. So it, uh, the, the moments fly. Yeah. Um, so for somebody who's listening, who might be in the same situation as you, they are wanting to focus on their career. They have their family. What, what piece of advice would you give um, our listeners on how to navigate that? Like, how do you deal with the mom guilt? How do you deal with wanting to be in two places at once. Yeah. So I hired a business coach. That was great. We did the mastermind together actually. So that was, you know, you know how that is. So working with Emily King was amazing. 
So she really helped me overcome a lot of that struggle that I was having. I still have it. There's days I have it for sure. But um, I think the biggest thing was setting like time to myself. Mm -hmm. So like every second week, Zara's in daycare on like Thursdays. So, you know, there's days I'm working on Thursdays, but every second week I take a Thursday to myself. And whether that be me to like work on my business or me to like tomorrow, I'm going and getting a massage and a facial. And I, I need that. Like you need to fill your own cup before you can like fill the cup of others. So like, whether that be my families or my clients, like take time for yourself, I think is the biggest thing. Cause then you just feel like you can then give a little bit more. And you can, if you are running on empty all the time and trying to take care of everybody, it's only a matter of time before that empty goes yeah, into minus, right? Real. It happens. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. And the other thing too, is that, I mean, when you do take that time, the first time you do it, you're going to feel so much guilt, but I really think it's working on that mindset and reminding yourself of why you're doing it, that it's not something that you should be ashamed of, that it's okay to take care of yourself and just really changing the stories and thoughts and beliefs that you have surrounding why you're finding it so hard to take that time for yourself. Definitely. Yeah. And that I'm still kind of, I feel like, again, like I'm in the middle of that season right now. I'm still working on that, but I'm getting better. Like I have tomorrow to myself. Last week I took a whole day to myself and yeah, it just makes, it makes the time easier, I guess. So then when I'm with my daughter or with my husband, like I don't feel so stressed or like I have this constant to-do list. Yeah. Well, you're able to be more present, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel that in order for it to get easier, you have to do the things that are not easy. So that first time when you carve some time to yourself, maybe it's not a full day for our listeners. Like if you're not there, Olivia has been putting the work in. So if you're not used to taking any time for you, start with like a half an hour and say, I'm going to go for a walk for 30 minutes. And the more you do it and the more you can extend that, it becomes a lot easier, but you have to go in the messy. You have to be uncomfortable first in order to really be comfortable with taking that time for yourself. <laughs> no, it's so true. And so important. And like you say, you show up better for the people that you love. You show up better for your family, for your clients and what is life if you can't take a little bit of time for you before you were a mom, before you were a hairstylist, you were you. Yeah. And we forget about those things. So I think it's so important to really dive into that self-care stuff. I could talk about self-care all day long. Same. Well, that's what I do for a living. I'm like, guys, come in and treat yourself. Like get your hair done, do these things. So I love I'm it. all for it. So obviously when you're doing this self-care work, you need to put a boundary in place. What would you say is the hardest boundary you have to put in place? Um, and how did you begin to put that boundary in place for your self-care? For my self-care or my client's self-care for like my own? Let's start with you because without your self-care, you're useless to your clients. Mm. So a boundary in what way? So in order for you to say, I'm going to do self-care, that in a way is, is a boundary. Yeah. Um, how did you put that boundary in place to say, it's okay for me to take time for myself? Yeah, I guess I, I just kind of, I think I hit a burnout point and mm. I was like, okay, something has to change. Like I cannot live like this. Like, and again, it was having a baby that did that. Cause before that I would just go and do whatever I wanted. Like I'd see my husband when I was off work, but then we'd have our free time. I'd go get my nails done. And I was always just, I'm a pretty high maintenance girl. So I'd go get my nails done. <laughs> and I'd get my hair done. I'd do my massage. I'd do all that. So 
when I had my daughter Zara, I kind of was just like stopped doing it. And that's what happened then. Like I hit a burnout point and it was hard. Like, you know, there was nights I'd just come home crying, but I was, I was just tired and I just, I wasn't taking any time for myself. So if I wasn't at the salon, I was home here being a mom and it was, it was a lot. So yeah, I just kind of said to my husband, I'm like, I need like a day to just be me again. And it's been life changing since I started doing that. And I've only started doing that like January and oh wow yeah so it's like it's nice <laughs> it is but I you know what this the the sad part and I hear you say this has happened to me too that most people will not practice self-care until they hit rock bottom or a burnout yeah. or they have come to a point where they have no other choice I really want to change that conversation and I want people to be preventative instead of reactive because I feel we become so reactive and there's so many things that we can do to be preventative, to be proactive. So I think if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm starting to feel burned out, stop what you're doing <laughs> and make some time for yourself and don't wait for that burnout to happen before you start the self-care routine. Mm -hmm. No, it's so true. Like I've hit that burnout point so many times, like, well, prior to COVID when we could like vacation, it was like, I'd work, work, work. And I'd be like, oh no, I need a vacation. I'd take a vacation and I'd get back. And I'd, it was just like a recycle. It was like a revolving door. I was constantly working to take a vacation sort of thing. But now that I actually schedule it into my week and know that I have, even if it's just an hour, one week, and then the next week, it's a full day. Like just knowing that I have that time to get excited for it, to just be me, it's, it's rewarding in a way. And then that enhances the quality of your life. And then you're not working for the holiday, yeah. you know? So of course a holiday is going to be great when we can all <laughs> travel, but it's not the only thing that's driving you. And if we are just living for the weekends and living for the holidays, then something's not right. You know, we need to change something up. You need to bring some joy back into your life because it doesn't have to be just living day to day. Even like we've said, even if you took 30 minutes or did one thing each day that made you happy. And if you're saying, Gina, I can't, I know everybody has different circumstances, but there is a way for you to make it happen. Definitely. Yeah. And if, if moms can do it, like I feel if a mom can do it, anybody can do yeah, it. <laughs> I'm such an advocate for it. Like I'm like now, whenever I do something self-care, I used to feel guilty even posting it on like my Instagram page. Now I'm like, you know what? I'm going and getting my nails done by myself. It's going to be amazing. And you should too. Yes. Well, and this is a thing. Sometimes people say, you know, don't go posting those things on social media, but why not? If you're going to encourage or motivate another mom yeah. to take self-care, then I think that's a fantastic thing. And it really bothers me that we have become a society where we think those things are not acceptable. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's like, it's finally, I feel like it's finally changing. Like the society of like how they view things. Like it's not just like work and tend for your family. It's like, no, now it's time to tend for yourself and then your family. Exactly. Then, then that's when it works out the best. I agree. And all this stress and all this burnout, it's not healthy. And we just got to keep changing the conversation. And by taking this time for yourself and knowing what it is that fills you up, if you can show up better for your family, then why not? Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a, uh, a fun question now. <laughs> if you had a billboard 
What would your billboard say if you could put anything on it? What would it be to kind of represent who you are um, and what you stand oh, for? Oh gosh, it's such a hard one. I feel like it would have a million things on it. Um, <laughs> I feel like I could have two billboards, like one for like my life yeah. and of like my home life, which is just be like, relax, like do what you want to do. Don't listen to what others want you to do. That would be like my billboard for life, I guess. Yeah. And like spending the time and don't listen to anyone's like judgment. Like that's my billboard. But yeah, on the outside of that, then for like work, I guess my billboard would be like self-care. Like, you know, come in, get your hair done, get your extensions done. Like do something for you. Like spend a few hours in the salon and not feel guilty. Like I'd have to have a split billboard. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. A split one. And, but that's the thing too. We, we wear so many different hats and work is a big part of who you are. So it's also creating that space at work where you are feeling good, where you do have control over your schedule in our case, we can do that, but it's making sure that what you're doing is not leaving you depleted and exhausted all the time. Like that is not healthy. (laughs) I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. And I did too. And I think a lot of people do because I think a lot of people are not practicing self-care. They're not giving themselves a space to think that they deserve anything different. And people just fit into these molds where we're afraid to peek outside and see if there's something different. And there are so many beautiful things out there. There's so many different ways you can be doing things. And just because you've always done it that way, that doesn't mean that is right. Mm-hmm. No, it's so true. Um, okay. Are you ready for some rapid fire <laughs> questions? I guess so. <laughs> Let's see what these are all about. <laughs> so rapid fire questions. I'm just going to ask you a series of questions and you have to answer with the first answer that comes to your mind. Okay. Shoot. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I get giddy every time when I get to this part. <laughs> Who was your favorite Spice Girl? 40 Spice. Nachos or tacos? Nachos. A nickname you used to have or still have? Live. If you could travel back in time, where would you go? Yeah, like the 70s. <laughs> ah, who's your favorite Harry Potter character? Harry. My husband's name. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. Um, sunrise or sunset? Sunset. What's your go-to order from your favorite restaurant? Oh gosh, I have too many. <laughs> uh, I feel like I always go for like, I don't even know, like chicken of some sort. Like chicken, I'm like a chicken nugget girl. <laughs> <laughs> like McDonald's or whatever? Yeah, yeah, like totally McDonald's. <laughs> it's my go-to. Oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> What is your go-to uh, pick-me-up song? Oh, gosh. I just like anything like with a beat, like a dance song. Yeah. Love it. Nothing in particular. If you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be? In my past life, I used to be a dancer. So I think that I always used to be an advocate that dance was a sport. And I wanted to be like a big, famous dancer. Oh, cool. But that doesn't happen now, though. I'm not a good dancer anymore. I bet you could drop it. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, gosh. I'd love to read mine. That would be a cool one. Texting or talking? Talking. Morning or night person? Night. Describe yourself in three words. Ooh, I guess I'm fun when I want to be. <laughs> yeah. Fun, energetic, 
but also sleepy. <laughs> is that the prego or is that? Yeah, I think it's the pregnancy. <laughs> I'm like an energetic and then all of a sudden I want to take a nap. <laughs> Naps are life. <laughs> if you were stranded on a tropical island and you had sunscreen and all of your essentials, what are the two things you would have to bring with you? Harry and Zara. <laughs> what makes you laugh no matter what? Harry. Oh, Harry. He like looks at me and I like, huh, why are you making me smile? I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> what are three things that you carry around with you daily? My cell phone, purse, and Zara. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go anywhere with that. Like, Come on, let's go. <laughs> Climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Climb a mountain. <laughs> if you were really hungry, would you eat a bug? No. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Ooh, speak every language. And this one's a little bit more serious, but what is the best piece of advice you have ever gotten that you wish you knew earlier? Oh, gosh, just not caring what people think is like the biggest one. Yeah. And we all, we, for some reason we all do, don't we? Mm -hmm. And it holds so many people back. Yeah. My wish is that everybody could just be themselves and not have to worry what others thought and just be totally themselves. The world would be such a better place. Definitely. Well, this has been so awesome. Now for our listeners, where can they find you? Um, I, I promote mostly on Instagram. I do have a Facebook page, but that's just more a messaging tool. But uh, my Instagram is just Olivia Chafe Yukio Salon. I have a personal one too, where I'm like, kind of like a mini mom influencer. I feel Zara's like, it's pretty much Zara's Instagram page, but that's just my name, Olivia Chafe. And yeah, if you're looking for hair product, you can go on my website, shopyukiosalon.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom. You are amazing. And I'm so grateful that you came on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It was fun. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. Do you struggle with limiting thoughts yourself? Maybe you are experiencing the imposter syndrome where you don't believe in yourself and your business and your negative reel is really holding you back. If so, I have a free resource for you. Head to the show notes and click on the link to get it. I promise you it will help you and therefore will help your business as well. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for being here. And if you haven't left a five-star review, please do so. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you or someone you know would love to be a guest on the Keeping Real podcast, check out the show notes as well and let's get you on the show. Hope you have the best day and thanks for keeping it real.